We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I feel like that's against the spirit of the question to be like, I would pick Tim Tebow and then run around him so I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't take any hit. It's like, it's like me saying if Aaron Donald tried to tackle me with one arm, I'd just break it and keep going. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to, I want to say, the seventh episode of Stay Hot. I'm joined here by Bladen Kirk and luckily, Theo Ash. We've got a lot of uh, interesting stuff planned for this episode, but I'm really excited that Theo was able to join us this time. I'm excited to be back for this time. Uh, I was doing very, very important, um, life-saving, world-changing work last time, which is why I missed it. (laughs) We're sure. We're, we're We're just happy you could bless us. With your presence today, I was just, I just, it, I, I just couldn't miss what I was doing last, uh, last episode. <laughs> Big news though, um, this episode is going to be the pilot episode on YouTube. You can search up Blue Wire uh, on YouTube, and you should be able to find it, or maybe Stay Hot Podcast. Uh, either way, you're going to find us on YouTube from here on out. So if you don't like listening on Spotify or Apple, or if you just want to see, you know, our faces when you're listening, check out the YouTube. We also have a new Stay Hotline uh, phone number that you can call, 614-349-8050. If you leave us a voicemail uh, or a question there, we might respond to it on, uh, on the podcast. We want to get into like doing some mailbag stuff. That'll probably be the best place to do it. If you want to write us something, there's an email, stayhotpodcast at gmail.com that you can... Uh, go to and we will we'll start doing a mailbag of between those two things every so often as always remember to subscribe rate review the podcast uh bladen is going to read off a couple of the reviews that we've gotten today yeah so we're gonna start off hot with my boy aiden 87 bro uh he gave a he gave us five stars you know we love to see that subject is uh theo talks too fast he says sometimes i'll be listening and i think i'm on two times speed because theo is talking hella fast but then i hear matt and bladen talk so theo i want to know your thoughts on that do you think you talk too fast well i actually have a side gig as an underground rapper in the phoenix area so that's a little (laughs) bit um that's just i guess a side effect of my of my side career um i'll try to slow it down though we like it we like it then we have another five star rating from dunk 24 underscore subject is uh matthew spawn my mvp favorite and uh, he says, if you look at this guy, he has all the tools, speed of Daniel Jones, arm strength of Daniel Jones, 
<laughs> accuracy of Daniel Jones. I can't even say this with a straight face. Smarts of Daniel Jones. <laughs> Looks of Daniel Jones. And uh, is going to an elite team in the Lions. I can see him breaking out in his rookie year in Detroit. Watch out, NFL. Matt, you're being compared pretty heavily to Daniel Jones. What are your thoughts on that? That was my pro comp, so it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if I can do what he does for the Lions, big things. I hear that he has elite ball placement. I've heard that too. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's not, a, that's not a bad person to get compared to. Very fair. Well, the first segment we were going to be talking about today, they just released the schedules. And I kind of think that the NFL maybe makes a little bit too big a deal of the schedule drop. I also I was like, oh my I'd, God, every I do not team care is like, that much. <laughs> but, but to be fair, to be fair, there is nothing else. There is nothing else going on in football until like what July. Well, so like what, what else are they supposed to do other than make a big deal about it? I guess, but I feel like the social media teams that create those videos care more than any of the fans. Uh, and not yeah, to they, say that they're they not have fun like, to they watch. They have like but. the countdown. They're like 24 hours until the schedule release. Like, I don't like, also, we, it would maybe be different if we didn't know the teams that we yeah, were playing for. Yeah. Like, no one knew. But like, we, everyone knows what teams are, we're playing. It just is, the order is released. So it's like, okay. Yeah. But, it is exciting to finally have a little bit of a, you know, you can see where your, you know, rough patches and where your easy stretches are going to be. Um, you know, I, I enjoy it a little bit, but yeah, they, they make it sound like, like the draft, like they make it sound like the Super Bowl. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. But I'm looking at the week one schedule right here and I want to talk about some games that we're excited for. Now, I know that I could pick, you know, one of these really good ones, but genuinely the game that I am most excited to watch is Jaguars Texans. <laughs> I'm not I, I'm, I'm dead serious you know I can see I can see with the excitement that exists seriously yeah I have no dog in that fight they're both AFC teams I'm a fan of the Panthers NFC team but I'm so interested to see what the Texans are going to look like next year because not only do they not have like a very talented roster but they just have like a ton of yeah. guys on that team and you know, they got Tyrod and Davis Mills. Like, I don't know what their quarterback situation is. They got 100 running backs that they brought onto the team. And then with the Jaguars, you know, they got Trevor Lawrence, who I'm excited to watch. Obviously, anytime you get to see a number one overall pick play, um, that's going to be fun. Uh, but I want to see what Urban does, and I want to see what they do with all those running backs and if they can use them properly, if they're just going to be like, screw it and not play one of them. But I want to hear what, what game you guys are most excited for looking at uh, the ones that they've got for week one. Well, I might let Bladen take this, but Cleveland Kansas City is a pretty good Week One game. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would disagree. talk about it. I would talk about it, but maybe, maybe I'm a little biased. Maybe I'm a little biased. So I'll, I'll let you cover this one, Theo. I have another one in mind that I do. I like. mean, I, I also have another one in mind. That one's pretty obvious. I mean, we've talked twice on this uh, podcast now about how Cleveland matches up with Kansas City, and it's cool that we'll be able to get that answer right away. And also, mm -hmm. I like. Yeah. I can see on the ESPN thing that I'm looking at all the ticket prices. And that game is a lot more expensive than a lot of the other games here. So that's, that's got some intrigue. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I'm, the one I'm, I don't know if I'm most excited like for it, but one I'm super, super interested in is Miami and New England. Um, like mm. both, I assume Cam will be starting week one. That's a little bit of projection. That's a little bit of intrigue. And if he is, you've got two quarterbacks that have a lot to prove this year, I think. And two mm -hmm. quarterbacks that have faced a lot of scrutiny in Tua and Cam. And, you know, the excuses are kind of gone for both of them now. 
And, you know, that'll be a good game to kind of... And Flores versus Belichick is kind of an intriguing matchup to me since, you know, Flores comes from the Belichick tree. Um, you know, seeing Waddle is going to be interesting. You know, maybe Mac Jones is there. But overall, I just think, like, Flores versus Belichick is going to be a nice chess match. And I'm excited to see, you know, how Cam and Tua come out looking. Yeah, so, the Patriots have a lot of big games uh, yeah. this year. A lot of ones that I'm, I'm yeah. excited to watch. You know, they play the Buccaneers later, like week four. And apparently Brady's like lined up to break the passing yards record that game. Oh, man. <laughs> and then obviously, you know, Tom Brady's never beaten Cam Newton before. So that'll be big for him if he can figure <laughs> that out. Um, uh, how many games have they played? Two? Well, Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's only two. Game, two. I mean, two game sample size. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bladen, how goat. about you? I mean, what, what can we say? Um, it would be really easy for me to sit here and pick like the Cowboys Bucks. It's like, oh, primetime game. We get to see Dak come back. Uh, Buccaneers coming off Super Bowl champion. I'm going to go with Bears and Rams. We get to see Justin Fields for the first time. I'm really excited to see Fields play. I think he's going to be Maybe. really. We might. Come on. Could. Don't, don't look. It could be. It could be exciting to <laughs> see Justin it Fields. But okay, for instance, like the Chargers didn't start Herbert week one over Tyrod Taylor. Um, so okay, I, I don't but think Justin it's, it's, Fields. it's no. Ju- you're you're going to start Andy Dalton. You're going to start Andy Dalton. You're going to start Tyrod Taylor. Totally, totally reasonable to like. Okay, but the ar- the argument with Tyrod was like at least he had been to a playoff game recently. Like Andy Dalton was horrible last year. At least like someone you could somehow feasibly make an argument to start Tyrod. You could not make an argument to start Andy. Dalton. I would bet. I will bet you that so. that yep. Dalton starts Week One. I and you know what? I'd I'd start Dalton Week One no matter what. Really? Yep. Guarantee. Really? No, it does. It does not matter. I wouldn't. I'm not putting my rookie quarterback who's played like. 18 games in college in his first game up against the Rams. That is true. The Rams is kind of a... <laughs> I'm good. I'll play <laughs> the rest of the 15 <laughs> games. If you want to say that Justin Fields should just start and if he sucks, like, that's fine. Mm. He needs experience. I would agree with that, but I'm not putting him in his first game against the Rams. His, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I would do well, there. Regardless, regardless, of, regardless of if Fields play, I do want to see Stafford. I want to see how oh, Stafford yeah, I'm looks. excited for that. That's yeah, really that what cool. I'm most excited for. Against the Bears. Stafford against the Bears, too. So, like, a yeah. opponent you're very familiar <laughs> with. So... That could end up being right. a pretty lopsided LA win if Stafford is legit. But I'm super excited yeah. to see McVay and Stafford. That's I'm that, that's Rams are my so NFC Super pick, which I've said <laughs> multiple times. So yeah, yeah, hopefully they get off to a good start. I, I think we're all in consensus there. I think we're all in consensus there. Are we? I thought I like, Matt I like cho- the Rams a lot. I thought not, Matt chose yeah, the Bucks. I, yeah, I did. Cho- I, I think the Bucks are gonna make it out of the NFC, but like. Rams wouldn't oh. shock me or anything. They'd probably be the team I'd expect to be facing them in the NFC Championship game. I agree that the Rams-Bears should be good, um, but I kind of don't want Fields to start that game because, you know, I'm a Ohio State fan. I'm very scared <laughs> if he is. Yeah, uh, going. That, that's fair. He has to play against Aaron Donald, Jalen yeah, Ramsey. And, that, and they won that game, if I remember, but it didn't I think go they did. It was because cool. Goff just could not do anything against their cover zero. They just blitzed him all day with the, like, amoeba fronts, and Goff just had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. But Tua also... And like his first drive, just like fumbled, and I don't think Tua had a very good game, but they did win. Yeah. yeah. And week eight, it's so weird to see week eighteen. That's cursed. Uh, yeah. No. It, it's <laughs> that game. I'm looking. I'm looking forward in the week eighteen game. I mean, more football is more football, and I'm excited to see like going to the last week of the season. Seattle and Arizona. Both of those Seattle Arizona games were pretty good last year. And I don't know how that yeah. NFC West is going to shake out. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I think the Rams no, are the best team there, but 
they could very easily be the worst. Like all those teams are are great. And like last game of the year, Seattle, Arizona. I think that's going to have some pretty big playoff implications, and I'm excited to see that one in week in the newfound week 18. And LA is playing San Francisco there, so I'm excited for that entire NFC West matchups in the in the last week of the season. I wonder if they'll end up adding another bye week at some point. I kind of think that's the next logical step that they'll have 19 weeks yeah. and two buys. I could see that happening eventually. I I that's agree. Reasonable. That's what the players seem to want. So we'll see if it. I mean, I don't know when the next CBA is. It's probably a long time from now. But yeah. when that rolls around again, it wouldn't surprise me if another bye week gets added because it's not gonna like hurt anyone. Well, before we hop into kind of strength of schedule stuff, Theo, I'm sure everyone's wondering. Are we going to the Browns-Packers game on Christmas? On Christmas? I don't know if I can justify spending Christmas <laughs> with, with Blaine Kirk away from my family, but you know, maybe I can sneak. Maybe I can sneak out and uh, and do that. That I'm gonna. Hopefully, we ruin your Christmas, though, Blade. And I hope your Christmas sucks. I hope it's ruined. Sorry. No, it's fair. It's fair. The Packers are the hardest team to project for next year. Yeah, they from are. what I've seen. We're going to suck if there's no Rodgers. Our schedule is absolutely brutal if we're going to try to transition to strength of schedule. The Packers from week 7 to 17, week 7 to 17, they play Washington, playoff team. I think they play, oh, who else? I'm not, I, it'll go too long if I just go through them all. They play Arizona. I know they play Minnesota, yeah. LA. I think they play the Browns in that spring. Yeah, they do on Christmas. They play the Bears, who are a playoff team and now have a better quarterback. It's brutal. And Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, if if it's even with Rodgers, like they could go 500 over that stretch. Like it's that crazy. And if we don't have Rodgers, like the Packers are not going to be any good. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's really interesting. Um, The AFC North, everyone in the AFC North has a top 10 hardest schedule just based on opponent record from last year. The Steelers have projected most difficult. Ravens second. Bengals are tied for sixth, and the Browns are ninth. Yeah, a lot of that just has to do with like your division's winning percentage. Um, so that's why yeah. the answer, question they want us to answer here is: Cowboys and Eagles have the two easiest schedules. They have the two easiest schedules because they're in the NFC East. Um, so how much does that matter? It matters a lot, um, but it also kind of doesn't matter once you get to the playoffs. There's no easy games, and if you're not a good team. Um, yeah. You're not going to do anything, but yeah, you look at you look at the Cowboys and Eagles schedule. Um, not a ton of tough games, so I could totally see the Cowboys, you know, winning nine games, making the playoffs or something, uh, just because they, you know, they get to play the Eagles twice, Washington twice, Giants twice. Who I don't think any of those teams are like going to lay over, and any division game is tough, but yeah. none of those teams are juggernauts either. I would agree with that. There's one team that I thought, like. I thought it was super key the Jets start with three easy games. And that's super key because I don't think that... <laughs> I know you're going to take some hmm. offense to that because they play the Panthers week Seems one. Seems like they start off with a really <laughs> tough game week one. <laughs> it could go worse because, you know, you have a rookie quarterback that's... I assume that, that Wilson's going to be a week one starter. I don't think there's much competition there for him. And, you know, Carolina's secondary... You know, I guess New England is. I, yeah, maybe it's not as not so easy, but New England could be tougher. They their secondary is pretty good. What am I looking at? I consider New England to be a pretty tough. And then they game. have a good. Never mind. Never mind. I'm an idiot. <laughs> they do have kind of a yeah, tough. Yeah, all schedule. those teams are like super, super good. Um, I can't imagine yeah, just, that he's and contradicting then they have, himself. 
I do. Okay, never mind. I mean, the Jets have like a pretty average schedule. It's not yeah, the it Panthers is. is a medium game to start off on. Um, the Patriots, I feel like going up against the Patriots week two will be tough. Yeah, they'll probably throw yeah. a bunch of fronts at, at Wilson. Yeah, that the, might be a, that might the be a tough game for him. You, you know Belichick likes to really mess with rookie quarterbacks. I, know, I was looking at their schedule last night and it seemed easy. And now I'm looking at it this morning and I'm like, wait, that's not easy. That's not a good, easy secondary at all. So I'm sorry. I, I remember when Belichick first played Sam Darnold and Sam Darnold looked as terrified as I've ever seen any NFL player ever. It was ridiculous. He just blitzed in the entire first half. Then in the second half, he would show blitz back off and Darnold threw like four interceptions. It was horrible. A lot of Panthers hate on this episode, huh? I don't think the Panthers are going to be any good. And, like, I, I just don't. <laughs> the secondary is, like, very questionable. Darnold is very questionable. The offensive line is kind of questionable. Like, are, are realistically, if I set the over-under at, like, seven and a half wins, what would you do? Like, I think I would go under pretty easily there. And I think that, like, they essentially have no shot to win the division. So, like... I, I don't want to do it, but like I feel like the Panthers are not like in a super super great position this season. I'm sorry. What what is there? What what are the Vegas? What's the, what is the uh, over under uh, for them? I think seven eight wins is probably fair for them. I can't lie, but their Vegas. I have no idea what their Vegas over under is. Well, it is. I'm looking at it right now. The Panthers are at seven and a half for their over under. I would I would probably take the over if I'm being totally honest. But over on seven and I can a half, I would, I would crush the it, under there. Over over by like in the sense that like I think they get eight, maybe nine. But like I don't think they're five I don't think they're five hundred in that division. I don't. And that's pretty much I mean eight and nine is not five hundred, but it's essentially five hundred if in the, the Panthers the Panthers goal will be to win two games in that division. Um and then once once you're taking six of your games, you're saying, I hope we go two and four, and then let's look at the rest of the schedule. It's going to be tough to get to eight games. Um, a lot of it comes down to Sam Darnold. Let's say that Sam Darnold is like the 20th best quarterback, which is probably average expectations for him, I guess. Um, even then, the Panthers might not win eight games. Because like I agree. Who knows how good the offensive line is going to be? Um, I'm willing to bet that most people listening can't name both our starting safeties. And I wonder if the Panthers even know who both their starting safeties are right now. <laughs> their defensive, um, <laughs> own defensive coordinators. Like, man, I hope they're good, whoever they are. <laughs> but um, not not saying they don't know the players, saying that they might not know who they're going to pick to start. <laughs> defensive coordinator shows up. Wait, who who's on my team? I'm, I, we talk about them every single podcast. I have hope for them, but there are, definitely are more things there's more question marks than there are sure things on that team. Yeah. yeah. I think the the AFC South is also super interesting because I think all of those teams are a little bit bad and that yeah. could that could create yeah. some chaos, especially with the Jaguars having, you know, this generational talent at quarterback. Like I look at the Jaguars schedule, I see Texans, I see Broncos, Cardinals, Bengals, Titans, Dolphins, you know, Seahawks, Bills, Colts. That's kind of a, you know, tough run there. But overall, I think that like a team that like if you're Trevor Lawrence and you get this schedule and, you know, maybe Urban Meyer actually is good. Like, I think that the, I think the Jaguars are a team that based on their schedule and based on the guy they just got to run that offense in or to be quarterback. I think that they are the number one worst to first contender in the league right now. Are you saying the Jaguars are going to win the division? 
I don't know if I'll go so far as to officially predict that, but I think that they could. I think if I had to pick a guy, a team to go worst to first, I'd pick Jacksonville. I'd pick Jacksonville, yeah. The whole division being good kind of comes down to uh, Carson Wentz being good. Yeah. If Carson Wentz is rough, and I, I'm not saying that he will be, I just think there's a wide uh, range of outcomes, outcomes for him yeah. next season. Uh the Colts aren't going to be that good. They have a, a talented roster around them, but the Colts aren't going to be that good um, if they don't have a quarterback. The Titans, we're, we're low on the Titans, and then, the Titans' defense is yeah. pretty questionable. Although I will say that I, I think, I think Farley's good, and you know, I don't love Dupree, but like the Titans are a very big if on defense, and you know, we'll see how they are on offense without really anyone outside of AJ Brown as a wide receiver and. One Derrick Henry injury could kind of could kind of spoil things a little bit and losing Arthur Smith. I don't know. I think maybe I will predict the Jaguars to win the division. Why not? Like, what's the harm? <laughs> I think I'll do it. I think the Jaguars win that division and uh, they do it at like eight and nine. <laughs> that's that's my that's my eight AFC South prediction. They win the they win it's like the when AFC the Panthers South won the division at seven, eight and one. Yeah. Or the I mean, Washington last year, how many wins did they have? Like six, seven. I think we see yeah, the same seven, thing in the AFC yeah. South this year. And I, think I could see win. it. It's not impossible. But then again, I kind of think that Carson Wentz will be serviceable and the Colts are going to end up uh, taking that division. Fair enough. That's probably more likely, but, you know, I still don't think it'll happen. <laughs> I think the less likely thing is going to happen. Another team that I wanted to talk about here for a second is the Steelers because that is a very hotly debated team on Twitter right now about how good they're going to be. Yeah. I am very worried about Big Ben lasting the entire season I, i'm not a fan of old quarterbacks typically because i don't think that they can play through an entire nfl season without kind of falling apart yeah. um and the steelers definitely fell apart last season i made a video saying that you know they're 11 and 0 and it doesn't matter who you've played or how much you win by if you're 11 and 0 in the nfl you're not that bad and then they went five and one yeah or one and five from there on out so it was very cool of them to do that um <laughs> <laughs> so now um I don't think that their team significantly improved. Um, they lost a decent amount of pieces in free agency, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't think Najee Harris is going to be a big difference maker for them. So, um, I mean, that team definitely could be good if Ben comes out and plays well, but that's a big question mark at his age through an entire season. I mean, at the end of the season, was there a single team you actually trust the Steelers to beat any team? No. I don't think there was. No. I don't, I don't think I had any confidence in them winning any game at the end of that, at the tail end of that well, I mean, season. They, they lost to Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, without even Burrow, they were playing with Ryan Finley. Yeah, so like, yeah. Those, exactly. Yeah. Without Burrow, they lost to Cincinnati. And if their defense isn't quite as good as it is this year or this year, as it was last year, which is pretty possible. Like I, I think the Steelers could be a bottom five team in the league and it's more likely that they're bottom five than they make the playoffs. In my opinion, I, I literally think, no, like, I, I completely agree. I, I see Matt, you're looking at Theo like he's crazy. It's not, it's not I crazy. I completely agree. I still think they have some pieces on defense. So I would project against here, that here, happening. Here's the problem. It, the, the defensive trends, like offensive talent year to year is not that, different right like the Chiefs were great on offense last year the Bucks were great on offense last year they're probably going to be great on offense this year but having a great defense year to year is really hard to do yeah, I don't I, see, I don't I disagree don't with that see the Steelers I'm not saying that they're going to go out and have like the best defense right um, but I still think their defense is decent I still think they have pretty good wide receivers um, 
Their offensive line has become a little yeah. bit more. They've had a lot of... I, the scenario in which they're a bottom five team is that Big Ben comes out and immediately, like, it's obvious that he's <laughs> stayed in the league too long yeah. um, or he gets hurt and then they have to start Mason Rudolph and then I could see that happening. But uh, even though I'm not a big believer Haskins. in them, I think they'll be better than... Haskins won't start over Mason Rudolph almost certainly, I would bet. Come on. Haskins Come on. is terrible. Haskins you- is awful. These, like, <laughs> I'd... I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if he's a camp body and doesn't make the team the final fifty. Yeah, I think that's more really likely wouldn't. than Haskins coming. I and mean, they paid Rudolph like five million. Crazy to come back. So. Did they really? I didn't see that. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I think yikes. like the way the Steelers looked at the tail end of that season, I just don't see him coming out at the beginning of this one and just with the same kind of cast of characters, plus Najee, who is you know probably going to be a good running back. But really, yeah. how much? How much does that contribute to wins and losses? Probably not all that much. Right. I see the Steelers as picking in the top 10 in the upcoming draft and picking the the heir to Ben Roethlisberger. That's just how I see it happening. Yeah. And after I, I'm that, really eager. After that, they could be. I'm really eager to uh, predict the Bengals to actually finish higher than the Steelers in the division. I think the Bengals are better offensively. The only thing is the defense just doesn't look there, but I think at least all, like the O-line isn't great. That's really the only question mark, but neither is the Steelers. Running backs probably about equal. Receivers, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Bengals on receivers, and I'd probably pick Burrow over Ben Roethlisberger. I can see yeah, that. That's, yeah, yeah. I that's think not a I terrible take. Yeah. Um, kind of just comes down to if the Steelers' uh, defense can sustain being yeah. really, really good. That, yeah. That'll. That's what it's going to be. I don't want to sleep on them too much because I do think that defense is Some good. Some of my <laughs> best predictions have come on just predicting teams with really good defenses to be bad the next year. Like the Jaguars after 2017, yeah. the Bears after 2018. Yeah, I was watching uh, the, your Khalil Mack video the, 49ers, the other day. The 49ers this year, <laughs> the Patriots. Like all, if The number one way to look smart, in my opinion, is to take whatever team had a unsustainably good defense and a bad offense and then say they're probably not going to be all that great the next season. And maybe that's Washington. Maybe that's Pittsburgh. You know, I think I'll pick, I don't think I'm picking either of those teams to win their divisions again, um, just because it's hard. It's so hard. And a lot of defenses just being in the right spot at the right time when the quarterback makes a bad throw and there's, there's extra picks. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like, so uh, like when I've looked my smartest, it's been predicting teams with, really good defenses to regress and you know i think i've got to keep doing that and say the steelers are going to suck i think washington yeah. got better though i like the moves that they made i think that um <laughs> i do i think I, I mean like no no i just i'm laughing because the producer just said when have i looked my dumbest <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were laughing like when no, I, i'm okay, not laughing at you man. i'm not laughing at you, you they're just like when have i looked my dumbest well last year some of my predi- i thought the lions were going to win the division last year <laughs> And it's that's rough. Worth. That's probably when I that's rough. Thomas. I I thought Sta- I liked Stafford. Yeah. I liked Galladay. I I liked Swift, and I thought their offensive line was pretty good. Uh, with Akuda getting in and Hand and um, oh Trey Flowers. I'm blanking on his name. Trey Flowers. I thought their defense would be pretty good. I was low on the Packers after the 2020 draft. I was low on the Vikings. I was low on the Bears. I was like, this is my big hot take. The Lions. They're going to win that division. I like the roster, and then of course they picked like, like third <laughs> or fourth or seventh is where they picked. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was probably like when I've probably my worst take. 
But I wasn't big on TikTok or anything then, so I don't think anyone <laughs> saw that. No, that's anyway, how it Matt, is. What were, Matt, what were you saying? What were you saying, Matt? I, <laughs> Something about Washington not being that bad. I think they'll win like eight, nine games. Um, I like, yeah, I like Fitzpatrick. Good weapons. Yeah, no, Jane I don't. Davis. I don't yeah. hate the. I don't hate Washington at all. I just, I don't know if they win that division again. I think, I think Dallas might have that. I think it'll be Dallas or Washington. I think I'll lean Dallas, yeah. but I, I could be that. wrong. But that's that's really how it is with TikTok stuff. It's like if I made a hot take two years ago and I'm wrong. Who cares? Who cares? I make a hot Don't take care. now, and I get it wrong. Like, let's say you said the Lions thing when you have a hundred thousand on TikTok. That's it for you, man. You're done. That's it. I, I remember after the Steelers <laughs> started done. losing, after you said that they were good, Matt was down atrocious. After I was that like, was going dude, down, so he's like, "I'm ruined." He's like texting me. And my point on that video still stands. <laughs> wind, like wind differential, and like strength of schedule. Obviously, that stuff matters somewhat, but you can't do better than eleven and zero. If you're eleven and zero, you're not a bad yeah. team. And then they they fell out. They got worse after I made that video. It's not like it yeah. was the same it's team the, and they the, just started you know, losing. They were just playing harder teams. Yeah, no, they just got they just worse. started losing. Ben they got obviously worse. regressed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think strength of schedule matters a lot, and the Steelers are part of the reason why. I think when you're playing a bunch of weak, and yeah, the Steelers do come into that. But if you're playing a bunch of weak sauce teams. And then, like, you start and you're winning all the games. I don't think that actually means look at this is a different sport, but look at Gonzaga, like basketball. They like never ever win anything in the or they they win a lot of games in the tournament, but they never win the tournament, even though they're always like the one seed because they play like, yeah, you know, whatever small team in California. Like, I don't even know, but <laughs> I do think strength, strength of schedule matters a lot. Um, and so I guess that's kind of where the, the schedule release does have some, have some merit of being worth the hype, but. You know, yeah. you got to play. You got to win four tough games in a row. And if you're beating up on cupcakes, that doesn't really indicate your ability to do that. And I think the Steelers were a good yeah. example. Yeah, that's fair. I was I was just saying that, like, if you're 11 and 0, what else are you supposed to do? Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, I guess blow out your opponent. That that I might guess, be the other thing. <laughs> they were a like good defensive team, so I'm like, okay, well, that's how they're just yeah. going to beat yeah, teams. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's but fair. I'll take the L on that one. I'm a little bit concerned that the Packers are going to start good and like maybe have start six and one, seven and zero if Rodgers is there, and then we're going to just get absolutely bombarded down the stretch. So, like, we'll see if I'm a little bit concerned about my team being the the Steelers of this year, the cupcake beating up on some cupcakes, and then you get that that death run in the second half of the season. Yeah, it, it's saying which uh, teams could get trouble down the stretch uh, is something we're supposed to talk about i don't know but i haven't really schedules. studied like yeah, every single team's well, like yeah, uh, schedule like... that heavily i know the panthers go bills tampa bay saints tampa bay as their last four games and i can tell you right now i'd be happy to get one <laughs> right <laughs> right saints i think you get the saints game yeah maybe you can be one well uh we're ha- we're doing something a little bit different today we're ha- we're playing a game our producer alex is going to lead us um into a game of Would You Rather, NFL edition. Gentlemen, are we ready? Ready as I'll ever be. How's it going? I'm ready. Fantastic. So, yeah, you guys can weigh in each after, but I'm going to ask you individually as well. So, Theo, we'll start with you. Would you rather be Carson Wentz, fresh start in Indy, but with a ton of pressure to succeed, or Jared Goff, who seemingly has no expectations to succeed in kneecap-biting Detroit? Oh, oh man. I think I would rather be in Indy's 
like I think I'd rather be Carson Wentz with all the pressure than Goff with no pressure because Goff has no pressure because everyone thinks he's bad and I'd rather not everyone think I'm bad. Uh, and also <laughs> like he's probably going to be bad because he has no weapons and it'll probably be like, I don't know of the end of his career, but maybe the end of his stint as, you know, an undisputed starter. You know, Wentz, Pittman's pretty good. You know, his head coach is with someone he succeeded with in in philadelphia so i feel like you know yes everyone will hate me if i fail but you know that kind of goes for both of them and i feel like wentz is in a, a better position to succeed so i would rather be wentz than than jared goff and i kind of think wentz will have a better season than jared goff so wentz to whatever the the question is i can't disagree yeah i i'd have to, i'd have to agree with you too i don't think there's any way you could choose golf okay okay matt Mm-hmm. Would you rather be rookie running back Najee Harris, where the backfield is most likely just yours, but with a rough O-line? Or would you rather be Travis Etienne, your favorite player, where you'll split time? Rather be Najee Harris. Um, Najee Harris is in a position to get a ton of touches, rack up a ton of yards. And even though I don't think the Jaguars offensive line is that that crazy stacked or anything, but if Travis Etienne has to be in a, like, committee backfield for his entire rookie deal. He's not going to go out and get a big contract. Uh, Whereas with Najee Harris, I'd rather be him. I feel like he can be like the guy in Pittsburgh for four or five years and then maybe get a big contract uh, and actually make some serious money because it's hard for running backs to do that. So I'd rather be him. I might disagree with you here just because Najee's, I think a little old and getting a ton of touches. Like I think Najee is going to be 24 when the season starts so by the time his rookie deals up, he's going to be 28 with a ton of tread off his tires. So if you're looking at second contract, I think I feel like ETN's a little bit better to be. I could see that. Yeah, it, it, I'd have to know how the Jaguars are really planning to use ETN. But if he's going to be truly having to like split time with Carlos Hyde and uh, Robinson, it's going to be really tough for him to rack up more than like 800 yards if they just don't give him the touches. Yeah, I can totally see. Yeah, both. I think I don't think either running back is in a particularly great situation. And again, Jacksonville's O line isn't all that. Any their their interior O line is pretty solid, but I wouldn't be in love with either situation. But I'd probably go Harris too. Yeah. Okay. If if the Jaguars had like a dominant offensive line, even though I was in a backfield yeah. like a committee backfield, I'd probably do that. Um, and I'm not saying their offensive line's bad, but it's not like Cowboys' offensive line when Zeke came. So. Oh right, for sure. I'd right. probably still rather be Harris. Okay. Bladen. Would you rather be a wide receiver on the Danny Dimes-led Giants or a wide receiver <laughs> on the new-look Zach Wilson-led Jets? Oh, God. Oh, God. You really you really hate me, don't you? Um, so I guess, I guess basically the question is, would I rather be Kadarius Toney or would I rather be Corey Davis? And um, I think I'd rather be Kadarius Toney. I... I, I don't, I'm not like in love with Daniel Jones, and I'm also not in love with Zach Wilson. But I think if there's a team that is putting their quarterback in a better situation to succeed, or at least trying to, it's, it's the Giants. Um, I, I I'd say their O line's probably a little bit better. It's questionable, but you know I'd say their O line's probably a little bit better. Um, they're getting Saquon back, so you know they'll have you know they'll have some weapons to utilize, and you know maybe I won't get the ball as much as I would with Zach Wilson, but I think. I'd be at least playing with a quarterback who's getting more confident 
feels more experienced and potentially can get me more at, more uh, competent touches. I does Jason Garrett being the offensive coordinator play into that at all? I feel like I wouldn't want him no. designing my role. <laughs> it doesn't, know. but <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Jason Garrett's questionable, but <laughs> do, do we know how good Robert Sala is going to be? Like, no, I guess not. I don't know. That's a really tough question. <laughs> I feel like I yeah. would get more targets, and I don't trust Jason Garrett to d- do right by me. So I feel like I'm. Even I do like Danny D- Dimes a little bit more than I like Zach Wilson, but for me personally, I think I'd choose the Jets. It's probably a little bit easier to get yourself some targets um, with the Jets, so I, I guess I would go there. But I don't feel super confident about either situation um, as a wide receiver coming in. Fair enough. Fair enough. Theo, back to you. Would you rather be tackled by Aaron Donald with one arm, or blocked in the open field by Tim Tebow? I think I would rather be tackled by Aaron Donald. Like getting blocked in the open field is <laughs> Tim Tebow and both Aaron Donald are are big dudes and in the open field like getting blindside blocked in the open field looks like it hurts and I don't know. I feel like Aaron Donald tackling me is just a little bit like if it's in the trenches I feel like I'm not going as fast. I feel like, you know, it would hurt. And he's only got one arm in this scenario unless it's me who only has one arm in which case that just seems like <laughs> a kick <laughs> some like a kick in the face there like to hinder me when I'm getting tackled. But if he only has one arm, you know, and it and you know, it's not a bunch of in the open field, one person is moving really fast in one direction and the other person's moving really fast in the other. Tim Tebow is still like much bigger than I am. I feel like that one hurts a little bit more than, you know, Aaron Donald's a big, scary guy, but like at least he's not going super, super fast in the open field. Like I just, he'd land on me, I'd be hurt. And, uh, you know, that would be the end of it. And maybe he'd wrap me up and throw me, which would be okay. I'd just bounce around, I think. So I would rather get tackled by Aaron Donald with one arm than get hit by really any NFL player in the open field. I'm not I'm not about that. Any NFL player? What about like a kicker? Maybe a kicker in the open <laughs> field. But I just like I, I think th- you're really underestimating the fact Tim Tebow hasn't played football in six years. It's not even about like, oh, he's gonna hit me in the open field and I have no way to defend myself. What are the I feel like you could get around Tim Tebow. I feel like you could just like I think in this scenario him. I think in this scenario I have to eat the hit. I have to get tackled or take the blindside hit or not the blindside, the open field. Hit. Okay. Uh, you know, I feel yeah. like if okay. I'm going to get hit, I would rather get hit in, the, in, you know, when I'm not moving super fast and he's not moving super fast. And I'd rather just, I, I just feel like you have on. a much better shot at evading Tim Tebow than you do Aaron Donald, you know, even if he only has one arm. I do, but like, I feel like, I don't know. May, if, if the chance is like I'm running up to Tim Tebow or I'm running up to Aaron Donald, I would choose Tebow. But like, if I had to absorb one hit, I would rather just get, tackled by one-armed Aaron Donald than get, you know, cracked in the open field by... Tim, De- Tim Tebow's not small. Like, he's, he's, he's still a tight end. Yeah, over I mean, he's here, not so. small. I don't know. Nobody, I choose, no, I choose, nobody on this podcast is evading... First off, you're not evading Tim Tebow. You have no chance of doing that. <laughs> you're right. Like, get up. <laughs> he's, cons- he's getting considered to, like, be signed by an NFL team. It's like, it doesn't matter that he hasn't played in six years. Yeah, I'm just and I feel like that's against right the out. spirit of the question to be like, I would pick Tim Tebow and then run around him so I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't take any hit. Come on. That's like me saying if Aaron Donald tried to tackle me with one arm, I'd just break it and keep going. Like I'd rather take the Aaron Donald uh, one arm tackle because I feel like he'll try to just roll you down or whatever. You just kind of get stopped. Uh, Tim Tebow, 6'3", 245. He's an athlete. That's scary. Crush you. Yeah. He crushed me. Based. Matt, you're based. Bladen, you're 
cringe. Sorry. Okay, Bladen. Okay, Bladen. <laughs> this is uh, this is going to be the hardest question you've ever been asked. Would you okay. rather? Would you rather have the Browns have the single most iconic playoff win in the history of the NFL this NFL season, but never win the Super Bowl in your lifetime, or two decades more of either not making the playoffs? or first-round playoff losses, leading to one very boring Super Bowl victory in 2041. That's brutal. I'll take the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that's, no, that's not a hard yeah. question. It, I, it seems hard. You're like, oh, wow, you get a really great uh, playoff win this year. But in 20 years, you're gonna, everyone's going to be like, who the hell cares? Everyone's going to be like, who the hell cares? Um, if the Browns win a Super Bowl... That will literally make my life. That that will be the <laughs> happiest day of my life. <laughs> I, I I promise you. You know, Bladen, you were talking about um, how you take the Browns over nine and a half wins, and I don't disagree with you. Yeah, but I then re- I, I've realized that um, since I've known you, you have never thought the Browns were going to win less than nine and a half games going into a season. Not one time <laughs> has he ever thought differently. Every single year I have ever predicted the Browns to go 10 and 6 at least. Yeah, he, and he'd always bet people at school about this, and he'd always lose. <laughs> he, bet, he bet someone that they wouldn't go start the season 0 and 8. They did. He doubled down. Uh, saying they wouldn't go 0-16, and, and they did. <laughs> it's brutal for you. I don't um, know if I would sign up for 20 yeah. more years of just just being terrible. Like, Well, it's not being terrible. Is it never being terrible? I don't know. I'd, I'd, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, I, it, it's It's more tough. fun to watch a you good know, team, tough, and I, it, I would... ends, it ends in pain every year, but it's more fun to watch a team that's good. If it's, I would not sign up for 20 years of badness. I, I see, it, but you know, that's the problem. If you pick the big playoff win, you know you'll never win a Super Bowl, and it's not that exciting. And if you yeah. pick the other option, then you know for the next twenty years your team isn't going to win the Super Bowl, and then it's not interesting or fun to keep. And up then with. right now, right now, you does. could put money on. You could put money on it right now that the Browns would win the Super Bowl in twenty forty one, and you would cash out and make millions. I guarantee. The never like, does kind of do it because I'd be I'd be screwing over my my grandkids of the team. Like Theo, Theo shows that this team would never win a Super Bowl. Just so he could watch For one playoff playoff win. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's 50 years later. No one was alive during that. And he just literally cursed the team. So, yeah, I guess you're right that I can't I can't say anything with, when never is involved. Yeah, your entire fan base would hate you. No, it's like 100 years. They're like, remember when that one ye old like podcaster sentenced us to never win? Yeah, I can't have that. Let's finish with this. Matthew Sponauer. Mm-hmm. Would you rather give one corn review or listen to 10,000 Theo bird reviews? <laughs> and that's like a real-time commitment with the 10,000 Theo bird review. It's 10,000 minutes because each one I've watched has been a minute long. Um, There's 18,000 bird species, so that's, that's I would rather watch 10,000 Theo bird reviews because then he's got to make 10,000 reviews. <laughs> wow. That's more of a time set. <laughs> I mean, it's like all at once. I'm like strapped to a chair and have to watch the bird reviews. Um, I I didn't. I know that I talked bad about the Panthers, Matt. But you don't really have to do this to me. Sentence me to watching. (laughs) That'd be your whole summer. It would be be you for the rest of the year. Would be uh, that would be exclusive. That would be more than a summer. It. I mean, how long? How long does it take you to make one bird review, Theo? It takes 
it takes 20 years because I'm 20, 20 years old and it takes that long to formulate my very distinct opinions on each bird. So it takes a long time. <laughs> you know, you know, here's the thing about those review videos. You don't have to be an expert in what you're reviewing at all. You can just talk. You're telling I'm me like, you're not a corn expert? <laughs> I'm telling you that I reviewed the Monopoly pieces and what they mean if you pick them. <laughs> and I don't really have any strong opinion about uh, that if I'm being 100% you're gonna honest. Get a, you're going to get a job offer from BuzzFeed in the next five days if you keep that up. <laughs> Theo, Theo, I'll give you an example. I'll do a Vaseline review like right now. This is just uh, Beauty 360 uh, Cocoa Butter Petroleum Jelly. Works great. 10 out of 10. <laughs> awesome. I, I was enthralled. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Please end this before we review everything. In my, before I review everything in my room. Keyboard review. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, make sure to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Follow us if you're watching on Spotify or download if you're watching on Apple. Uh, again, you can leave us a voicemail question at 614 349 8050 or email us at stayhotpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be doing mailbag for Tuesday's episode, so you've got some time to get your questions in. As always, um, again, rate. We'll read the rate sometime, review, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>